Just want to share a few housekeeping items for tonight's Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. All board members, please keep your video on if you can. Uh, all others, uh, please keep your video off unless you are participating during the meeting. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. And the city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. And I should have done the same when I started speaking. I'm Kathy Richardson, Interim Sustainability Director. And um, I just wanted to mention um, to the board members, there is another meeting tonight. Um, that meeting starts at 7.30 here in the City Commission Room. So this uh, Sustainability Advisory Board meeting um, will uh, hopefully wrap up around 7.15 to let that other group uh, get set up for their meeting. Now I'll turn it over back to Kira. Hi everybody. Um, I'd like to call the meeting to order. Do we have a second? Do roll call? Oh, I'm sorry. I need to do roll call. Okay. Um, Maddie? Here. Hey. Here. Nancy? Here. Stephen? Here. There's Craig Owens. Is Stan here? I don't see anybody else on my screen. Is Stan here? He was. He jumped in and um, he's off now. I don't have anybody in the waiting room right now. Okay, do we go ahead and proceed or do we wait for Stan? You have a quorum. We have a quorum, okay. All right, um, we need to approve the agenda. Can we get a motion for that? So moved. Wait, I have a question. Who said, is that Kay? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm sorry. And my camera is just not enough resources right now. Um, I think if we're going to approve the agenda, that means that all the items are going to be on the agenda. Uh, and I, I have an issue with one of the agenda items. Um, okay. Can you explain what that issue is, Kay? Yes, the uh, climate emergency was voted to be moved to the retreat and it should not be on the agenda tonight. Okay, I'd like to make a proposal to remove the climate emergency declaration uh, and proposed board name change to be included in the goal setting session. Does somebody want to second that? Or first I'll, that? I'll second. Okay, let's move on. We need to, uh, oh wait, we still need to vote to approve the agenda. Does it, did we just vote to approve it or did we just vote to take that issue off? I vote to approve the agenda with taking out uh, the agenda item number three, new business. Okay, so we can move on um, to approve the minutes. 
go ahead and, and call for the uh, vote for approving the agenda without that one item. Okay, let's call for a vote to approve that agenda without the that item, Maddie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Nancy? Yes. Stephen? Yes. Did Stan show up? Oh, there's Deb. Deb, can you vote, please? Yes. Is Stan there? I'm not seeing Stan. You're not seeing Stan. Okay. That passes. We are now on to approving the minutes. Can somebody propose to approve the minutes? I make a motion to approve the minutes of the last meeting. Second. Okay, the minutes are approved. You call for a vote. Okay, let's have a vote. Maddie? Yes. Hey? Yes. Nancy? Yes. Stephen? Yes. Deborah? Yes. Still no stand? Still no stand. Still no Remember stand. to also vote yourself. Oh, and I vote yes. Okay, uh, so we are now on to the staff items. So it's over to Kathy. Sure, the first item on staff uh, section is the Q&A with the city manager. Craig Owens is, uh, has joined us tonight. Um, this was upon request uh, from several board members who wanted an opportunity to have him as a guest um, at this uh, meeting to ask questions about, um, I do know there's a few topics that have come up like the sustainability staffing levels, as well as the um, sorry, I'm seeing Stan now. I'm going to go ahead and get him on here, as well as um, other uh, commitments that the city commission has made that uh, we'd like to ask the city manager. So I'm just going to go ahead and open it up uh, for any questions. And uh, Craig, if you wanted to do an intro, you can, um, but uh, I'll turn it to you all. Thanks, uh, City Manager Craig Owens. Everybody hearing me okay? We can hear you. Great. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be back with you again. I think the last time uh, we were together, I went through the strategic plan and I uh, really appreciate that uh, dialogue and um, am happy to be here at your request. Does anybody have any questions for Craig? I do. Maddie, do you have one? Um, sure. So, I, hi, Craig. Uh, Maddie, hi. Sustainability Advisory hi. Board member. Um, yeah, so I guess um, I think this is most salient with like the bus hub discussions that have been going on. Um, you know, the board was able to identify, I think, four or five policies that seemed like it would direct the city commission to or like city staff, um, different boards to uh, at least like focus on um like an electric like electricity based bus hub um and you know as we know like we got into this kind of too late so i guess i was just curious about um how are those policies like incorporated into city um operations because when we talked with shoot i forget their name um someone who was working on the plans for the bus hub they were like yeah we don't really talk about the principles of sustainability in our meetings um so I was just curious about like how that stuff gets incorporated or doesn't and why. Yeah, City Manager Craig Owens, I uh, appreciate that, Maddie. It's good seeing you again. Um, I, 
there there is a lot in progress um if you'll if you just look at the capital improvement plans um the lead time for a lot of the development of these plans is, is years um I, and so i know at least for the bus hub design some of that stuff has been in process probably before some of these policies were in. and i don't know you you know somebody else could hold me accountable differently if uh the timing didn't work out but i would say that um, we have a very ambitious uh construction schedule just catching up on our infrastructure um, which was a lot of the discussion last night just on the utility side and so I do think we're what we're doing is we're we're doing a, a paradigm shift. We are doing a culture shift on what what how we uh, relate to the values that are in competition with each other. So you all are very aware of the environmental sustainability commitments that we're making, and those need to permeate everything we do. Um, just like the other commitments that we have, and I and I will reference back to when I visited with you uh, about the strategic plan. We have six commitments. Environmental sustainability is one, a really important one. Equity and inclusion is another. Fiscal sustainability is another. Um, uh, so, you know, they're, they're, those are just three. Um, and we have to find the balance in everything we do with those. So that's how this, um, I think I probably described it when we, when we visited last time. The outcomes are what traditionally organizations focus on. If they're, if they're good, they're focusing on how to, how to deliver results. Um, but what we've said is, yes, that's vitally important, but we also are going to be committed to these commitment areas that express our values in the way we do things and how we do things. And there are some very ambitious competing goals in those. So the, my, my hunch is, um, without being in all of the meetings for the design, is that while we probably are, we're motivated by um, trying to be environmentally sustainable and having a transit system is fundamentally uh, at its core trying to do that. Um, some of the things that were on energy efficiency and our consumption of, of uh, carbon-based resources is probably not something that was as, as centered as um, it, it could be or will be in the future as we continue to do these things. I also, you probably all tuned in to um, the conversation because um, I think you sent a letter uh, subsequent to that uh, about um, about them the commission deciding not to include some of those pieces and um uh part part of that is getting a policy i think that was one of the more meaningful nuggets that came from that debate was why don't we have a policy and i know kathy uh, is engaged in that work so on this on the side the staff side to bring policy towards the policy makers, which is the city commission and, and guided also by the boards and commissions that advise them. Um, I think it, uh, us leading towards adopting some standards um, through lead or through, um, there's another, um, there's another rating system that I, I haven't worked with personally, but that Melinda Harker has identified that really helps with some of the non-building infrastructure. So not the non, stuff that's not related to a, a building that people are in, but is related to how roads and sewer systems and plants and facilities um, we can we can get some some good accountability for our uh, impact on the environment. Long answer. 
Yeah. Cool. Right. So I guess in that case, so, you know, the, talking back to the uh, five principles, principles of sustainability the city adopted as, you know, something to be incorporated into all city work, that happened in February of 2021. And um, the commission was presented with plans for the bus hub this year, um, earlier this year. So um, totally understand, you know, things taking years and like stuff being worked on for years, but it does make me wonder, you know, how, what is the process for city operations changing when new policies are adopted? Um, because it like from the outside, it looks like, you know, there's a bus hub, but then the like sustainability options weren't really covered. Like we, the board wasn't like uh, consulted on the hub and um, like the, like, enter, um, sorry, excuse me, the, like the numbers, uh, weren't like for gas and electricity weren't compared. Um, so yeah, like, what does it look like to adjust to those new policies? Uh, city manager, Craig Owens, I, that's why I think we, we should adopt an energy, um, threshold or standard as other cities that I've been, we said, if we're going to build something, it's going to be a building. It's going to be at least lead silver. Um, and that is a very knowable thing. It's a adopted and, and it's achievable standard it, and it can be calculated into the budget and it, it, it provides that guidance. I think um, we need specificity. We need to have guidance because, you know, your opinion of that meeting or not meeting any environmental guide, even if we electrified that, it still is probably consuming more energy uh, even with electrification than many of you would like it to. So uh, whose standards are we meeting? And I think having an adopted community standard and an organizational standard, it will be useful for us to be budgeting for because the, the, the delta on some of these things is um, is significant uh, in, in the investments that we're making, especially in the built environments. When we get into the operations of the city, we're not building something new. Um, there are operational standards, and that's some of the ones that I referenced before, which I'm not as knowledgeable on. Kathy probably is. Um, but those are ones that we can benchmark against, and those are ones that are knowable, and they have a level of detail. But, you know, when we, when we the, the five principles that were adopted are not specific to say, you know, this much carbon consumption is acceptable or not acceptable for a given facility. At least my, I'm done, I don't understand them to be that specific. And so while we, we adopt these lofty high level policy aspirations, the devil's in the details. And so as we're doing our work, we really would benefit from having some more specificity so that folks like you who have certain expectations can measure are we, is this project meeting what we said or is it not? And how much progress are we making or how much, how, how many steps backwards are we taking on any given operation or subject? And that is a huge data um, consideration it, and a financial consideration primarily, but not all exclusively. There are other value trade-offs that will end up happening in some of those things, especially operationally, uh, that we have to consider as well. So, you know, you you could say, no, you didn't do it in this case, but you know, I would ask you then, what was your measure that you're measuring us against specifically, and what was what would be acceptable and not acceptable? And I'll bet you that 
um, the answer to the five or seven of you on this call might all be different if you wrote it down your answer on a piece of paper um, and shared it. So we need to, as a community and as a, as a city organization, we will benefit from some specific standards around this work. Looks like Deb. Hi, Deb Ford, SAB member. Thank you, Craig, for being with us today. Um, I'm an architect by trade. So I know ordinances. I usually don't look at ordinances when I'm designing buildings. I look at codes and accept and amendments that are part of the code. Or when a city comes out and says this is to be silver or gold or whatever standard, then that becomes part of the program. So I think that's one option for the city to go forward. And also, I know that the city has adopted current building codes and energy standards. So the hub would have been designed to a level of standard that's beyond what is typically built in Kansas. So that's a good thing for us. Um, but I think there is something that we could maybe reach out to the, the zoning board and ask and the planning commission or the um, the code department to see what we can do to do amendments to maybe city buildings that is um, in parallel with what was adopted for clean energy. City Manager Craig Owens, that is one way to go. Um, I think um, a, a more specific and um, policy would, would simply be that when we adopt our CIP and we do designs that we've been designed to a certain standard. Um, because then, you know, yes, we do, um, we do go through our own processes of planning and code, but um, it, it still might be uh, much less efficient to get where we'd like to go than just saying our internal policy is this is what we do. Um, so I, I hope that makes sense. I, I've done I've done both ways. What I'm saying is, is that if you're a private client, you're building a, something for your private, um, you're, de, you're designing for a private client that has to then go through the external review of the codes that the city complies with. Um, if you're just then getting caught into this is what our code is, then that's pretty late and that's probably a lot of redesign. So you'd rather that your client directed that you would hit a certain threshold. And that's what I'm suggesting is if we are the client that everything that we do and fund and build um, meets a, an internal required standard that may exceed what our what our, our codes are. And when you call out and have to do this specific user or use uh, has to meet a certain requirement, then it, it can get into some, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I've been in, haven't been in Kansas long enough to, to know whether uh, if we do a municipal use within our, our building codes and our planning, if that we spell out, this is a specific way that you're going to have to uh, build municipal buildings, if that applies to the schools and to um, counties as well, which would trigger a whole other conversation, maybe that's what you'd like. But my point is, is it, it's, you'll get A to B much quicker with the city projects if we just say this is the city standard. I agree and that's something that the architect and team would look for if you spelled that out that way and it'd be simpler to get right. to quickly. Yeah, 
lead silver as a minimum, there you go. You know, that that's again, one that I'm familiar with and it wasn't a big question. We ended up uh, exceeding that by far, but um, it, it, that is one way. Golden Globes are another ones you're probably familiar with. And, you know, there, like I said, there's some other standards that are, would help, um, but we need to have a debate and discussion. And we also need to understand what the Delta is. Um, uh, on these projects, and, and we would, if we ask the designers to give us the, the baseline design and then the, um, you know, some other standard design, and then to cost the delta, that's all. That in itself is going to cost money, as I'm sure you would understand, um, to understand what the difference is. But um, you know, understanding that we have uh, limited financial resources that we we need to spread out in the community is is a reality as well. Stan. Hey everyone, <clears throat> sorry for my intermittent coming in and out. My internet was horrible for a while. Um, anyway, Craig, thank you for being here. Thank you for your, for your time. This My is pleasure. Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. Craig, we're we are the Sustainability Advisory Board. And I wonder how can we get direction from you or direction from you and the city commission or direction from the city commission on what we should be advising about. Because without that direction, we're more just on our own, deciding on our own what we're gonna do and it becomes more of an advocacy board. And I think that that doesn't make us as useful to the city I think being an advisory board is something that's useful and beneficial. So how do we get direction from you or city commission or both? I don't see a process for that at this time. I've not experienced that. And I've been on the board for almost a year now. Uh, city manager Craig Owens, that's such a great question and is one that I think there, uh, you are not the only advisory board that's really struggling with and that the city commission is, is very sensitive to. So, um, I have on my to-do list to make some advice to the city commission about how do we get um, more effectiveness in this very specific area, and that'll be forthcoming in the next uh, in the next few weeks. Um, but you know, spoiler, um, it, it, there's a reason I've been going around to our various boards and commissions and presenting the strategic plan. And that is what you should be advising on. And there is a lot to do. No person, and this will get into the staffing question somebody's going to ask here soon, but no person in our organization has more um, key performance indicator um, responsibility than Kathy. Um, and she's, she's very aware of that, but she's, it's not alone. She's not the only one, but there is so much work and there are so many key performance indicators that we are trying to move very aggressively uh, on that there's great work there. So uh, I presented the strategic plan to uh, most of the, the most active boards and commissions with a very strong intent in, uh, of, of the city commission to this is our work. This is what we have to do. These are our challenges. And if you have advice, particularly on the policies that will advance this work, and there's a lot of policy work, especially in this, um, that is a good place for you to spend your time. That is what is useful to the city commission. That is what is on their list. It is what staff is dedicated to, and we are more and more aligning with. 
Um, that is what this budget that I presented and will continue to, to refine over the next few weeks is trying desperately to align with, but there's a lot of legacy that has to be done through that process. I mean, we've been doing it without strategies for uh, many, many decades here. And now that we put these strategies in place, we have to get some muscle memory about, okay, this is what alignment looks like. This is what policy alignment looks like. And uh, so your question is, is right on point and I would say you're never out, out of bounds with doing the work of the strategic plan and it's it's getting more and more refined and explicit in the work that's required. So that, that that's a guidance for us but how do we get direction or know what to focus on? We could focus on stormwater runoff and the city might be more concerned about waste minimization in solid waste. I mean, I feel like we need a little more direction. That's my opinion. This is Stan Rasmussen, the SAB member. Yeah, Craig Owen, city manager. So um, you have about 20 measures, 20 KPIs, and there are strategies underneath each of those. I'm looking at them on the website right now. Uh, one of the things that's happened since I presented to you is we've, we've done it so that you have click on each of those commitment areas that they pull up, they pull in all of the outcome cross references. So everything that Kathy is spending her time on is on one page. And so I would encourage all of you to look at that. And, um, and I think part of the advice that you could give is, gosh, we've got 20 different things that we're trying to work on. We should prioritize these three this year or this quarter. And if we did this work, this would have the biggest impact on these measures that we've decided are the most important indicators. Um, I think that is great advice that would help Kathy and it would help um, our operations staff, because remember these are shared with the operating groups. Um, and it would help you all get, you know, use your expertise to say, these are important, but they're not gonna make as big a difference as these other areas. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Kay Johnson, SAB board member. And my resources are still a little wonky, so they may drag a little bit. I'm surprised I was able to actually open my video, but um, thank you very much, city manager, for being uh, at our meeting. And I have like a bunch of questions, but I will try to narrow them. Uh, for one thing, we do have a contract with Evergy for um, the electricity that is provided by renewable energy. And Maddie um, had brought up that, um, you know, in the project with the transit facility. I think that that in and of itself speaks uh, worlds of um, policy to your staff because that is the uh, most equitable energy. There's a cap on the electricity. And so as far as cost is concerned, so I would definitely look at that also. And, and it shouldn't need to be a policy that we provide because you've already signed a contract. So to me, I, I really believe that that should um, help lead the discussion with all of your um, future facilities, as well as a plan to um, 
replace uh, gas as a um, fuel source in the existing facilities because there's only a certain time frame according to the goal um, to to make that goal. And so there's quite a few buildings that I'm sure are not electrified. And uh, so it'd be interesting to get to see what your plan is toward that. Um, and and of course, we'd be really interested to see that plan. You probably haven't had a chance to look at that yet. You've got a lot on your plate. Um, so we really appreciate could I, could I just, I appreciate that. I'm sorry to interrupt. Just it's sure. ours. It's not mine. It's ours. And I think the more we understand this is all of ours, that's okay. how I view it. Um, I, I have certain responsibilities, including signing my name to the proposed budget, but there's a lot of that's our budget. Okay. And uh, so I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's just, it's no, that's fine. Uh, in the way I will start we, saying we our budget. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that. And, and, and we do know that. And obviously, um, there were numerous folks that came out uh, regarding the Prairie Park facility. And yeah. When, when we get around to that, I would like to come circle back to that, but I do have sure. um, a, the staffing issue. Um, I was hoping that we would find a um, the document that originated um, the analyst position. It, it, for, for us, from what we were told last year, heading into the budget, was that the analyst position was an important position because of the strategic plan. And of course that was before the decision was made to, to make a split. That was um, before the funding was, um, because of the split, the funding was reduced for the director position. And so I totally understand uh, what I, what I understand is that that um, FTE funds and resources were put in to make a whole uh, director position, which I totally agree with. I understand that, but I also believe that the analyst position is still a very important part to make that assistance with those strategic plan goals that are in every department. From what I understood, this the analyst was the one that was supposed to help each department achieve those KPIs that were under the sustainability um, group. I could be wrong, but I believe that's how what what we were uh, discussing last year. So I, I don't see that responsibility lessening. And as you referred to, Kathy has all of these different departments I really don't know how she, as a one person, can uh, help assist in that. And I and and I know our budget is very tight this year. And you know, I certainly understand that there are a lot of competing interests for those limited funds. Thanks, uh, City Manager Craig Owens. Um, also, I want to recognize in your kind of recitation of history, uh, Ms. Jasmine Moore left us, uh, and you know that was that was uh, unexpected and difficult, right? Uh, and it probably led to us exploring the, you know, the split between the county and the city, but but all but also the commitment to stay 
um, stay together in the way we do our work. Um, but the split, I thought, gave us a lot more uh, agility to be more effective in um, getting things done and kind of delegating the work out. So we, we have kind of delegated the work so that people can be responsible for it and they know what they're going to be good at and we know what we're going to be good at. Um, again, our stuff is going to focus very much on the strategic plan. And um, so um, there are, for every single one of these key performance indicators, um, Kathy isn't the only one that holds them. And so understand that there are a lot of people, it depends on which one you pick, but when you go through here, Kathy will sit in a meeting with, um, you know, department directors that um, um, have responsibility and uh, authority and resources to do a lot. Uh, and they are also just as accountable as Kathy to us making progress. So there again, I use our, um, there's a lot of shared accountability, responsibility, and shared resources to do this work. But that, that being said, much like our um, uh, director of equity and inclusion, um, we are, those are new positions, you know, and, and uh, even with Jasmine uh, being a split position is relatively new to, uh, uh, and certainly integrating this, uh, these two as key um, and equal um, commitments that we're making. Uh, those, those are ones that are new because, you know, we've had a finance director for, you know, a hundred years, probably. Um, we, we've gotten the money part and that's always been one we paid a lot of attention to, but when we started talking about, wait a minute, what about the impact on our environment and how do we, how are we working that? That's why it's built in here as, as a co-equal, I mean, intersectional, um, aspect here and, but it's new. And so we've got to we've got to figure out how do we how does Kathy Kathy and those that she's uh, leading and working with how do they work together and where are the leverage points um, and and I do see it building I do see it increasing over time um, and we'd love to do that uh, with unlimited resources but we're trying to balance those out. Okay, I appreciate that. And so then it seems like. I, I I still feel like there needs to be an analyst position and, it, you know, maybe we could, um, you know, encourage the commission to look at that uh, when more budget discussions come up. Um, but also I do feel like, and, and this is an absolutely no reflection on Kathy, um, but I do feel like we have lagged significantly in our climate adaptation plan. And, you know, I'm I'm so glad for Jasmine, but we were so sad for us because um, she had a lot of knowledge that um, that would have really helped us keep going quickly on our um, climate adaptation plan. Um, I'm very concerned that um, and, you know, I, I don't know where the records are for the um, greenhouse gas emissions that were done for the last um, decade for the city, um, because evidently there was not a good transition with records. And 
um, there's even been some discussion between the city and the county when I've been on a call that the county has a different idea about some of the priorities on that plan. So given all the, not only the strategic plan, but the climate adaptation plan, which we know is very important to uh, many of us that are on this board, um, that's another reason that we need to have additional staff support um, the director. I definitely believe there needs to be a director position and I appreciate that. Um, but I also feel like there should be an analyst um, position, some additional staff um, for that position. Well, I appreciate it. City Manager Craig Owens, I appreciate that. What the policy board is, is going to be best aligned at is, is helping us understand where, where are you trying to go? What do you want to achieve? And it's my job, Kathy's job, to figure out how to achieve it and align resources to do that. So if you'll tell us what, what the gap is and what you expect, what you'd like to have that isn't getting accomplished, it's up to us to build plans to try to figure out how to do that and then to try and balance that in the in the annual budget process and get the resources we need to achieve those. Um, so there, there's, there, like, like I said, we that's what the key performance indicators do. So if you tell us that these are things that you need to see done or these are next steps that would help from a policy standpoint and we don't have the resources to do it, we'll tell you. Well, thanks. Um, so. I do appreciate that. And I do know that Nancy Muma is our subcommittee um, chair for the climate and sh uh, climate action plan. And she's been trying to get our priorities set uh, for us, um, and hopefully that that would work with, and, and I believe she has agreed to be on that um, joint group. So that will help, and that has. I don't think that they've had a meeting yet, but that would that would really help too. That would help us give you more information um, once we have a little bit clearer understanding. Uh, what the county is expecting so that we know what gaps we need to fill. So thanks, I appreciate that. I, I'll let other people speak now. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Kathy. Uh, yeah, Maddie Bell, SAB board member. Um, so about staffing stuff, uh, you know, Craig, you, you said Kathy uh, is responsible for the most um, items in the strategic plan. Uh, Kathy is also an interim director. Like, there's not even a permanent director in the position. Not and Kathy, you've been doing a great job, by the way. Not like putting down your work at all. Um, but I, I guess it's just like, you know, is staffing the sustainability office being prioritized? If it's not, why not? Because like, if she has the most you know, things in the strategic plan that she's responsible for. And also, you know, we are like, climate change is real. We've, you know, you can see that through the national heat waves that we've been experiencing. Um, there's plenty of information about climate change and the sense and the urgency that we need to have. And so like having more staff, having a permanent director, having an analyst position, moving forward swiftly on the climate action plan, like these would all be things that Lawrence could do 
to address that, protect its citizens, protect um, the natural areas around us. Um, so, so yeah, to repeat the questions, how much is staffing the sustainability office being prioritized? And if it's not being prioritized that much, why not? City Manager Craig Owens, uh, it is. Um, I, I think we very rapidly um, identified Kathy to be in that interim position. Uh, there was also a, a lot. Remember, she, she did something else before we stole her away to do this. Okay, and there continues to be um, a lot of challenges in those other operations as well. So um, I think we're trying to balance out and there continues to be turnover as most organizations are experiencing. So um, I, I don't think that sustainability um, or the things that we do that absolutely have huge impacts on our environment that are not just the, in the one office of sustainability. Um, we have a lot of challenges and we're working those, but I don't think they're getting short to the short end of the stick at all. I think that we keep them foremost uh, as we're trying to balance everything out. Um, and that includes HR, um, which helps us to do some of this work. So short staff there too. So it's, um, um, I, I, I would just say, I, I know you, you concentrate on one part of our organization, but I could tell you stories about uh, where we're trying to keep other positions filled and balance those things out. Uh, and uh, I, I think you would feel like we are hitting the balance the right way. Um, and um, I think there will be an announcement very soon uh, on um, permanency of, of the director's position. So I'm, I'm not quite sure why that hasn't happened yet. But um, so I don't know. I don't think that there is, um, in, from my perspective, there isn't a lack of balance or prioritization there. We've got a lot of prioritizations, a lot of different places. So I don't know that I covered all of your question. It was. Um, uh, Maddie Bell said, that's okay. I, um, yeah, I guess like, you know, and I totally agree, like just having the sustainability office work on sustainability stuff is not going to be effective. Like it has to be a whole city thing, but um, it just feels like kind of kind of weird that there's like one person in the office um, when you said that Kathy has like the most responsibility for the strategic plan items. Um, and it has seemed like with some uh, uh, capital improvement projects proposed or whatever that like the the policies already in place and those principles of sustainability are not necessarily being um, adopted by like on all levels in the city. Would you please would you please be more specific well, on that? Yeah, I mean, I guess like the bus hub being an example or I, um, I got that example. What are the other ones? Right. I was going to say um, like the. OK, so maybe this isn't like the staff part, but like the Prairie Park Nature Center being like and the Humane Society being up for um, defunding when like they would fit within uh, those sustainability principles, including like access to nature, um, uh, education, and um, shoot, sorry, uh, the like the in the strategic plan, the like safe communities um, with the services the Humane Society provides, including like keeping wild animals off the streets. 
Okay, so you're just talking about those the propose those two proposals. I thought you were talking well, about other capital improvement well, plans. Yes, sorry. We have about and a four hundred million dollar capital improvement plan budget. Yes, sorry, um, Maddie Bell, said board member, and also including things like uh, the um, Wakarusa expansion that uh, has been proposed, um, and like, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, so Prairie Park, the Humane Society, and the Wakarusa Extension. And the bus hub. And the bus hub. All of those are getting discussion by the City Commission. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I will spoil what comes out, I think, tomorrow night, but obviously we, we heard about the Prairie Park and Humane Society, and we'll be back and down off of those. The City Commission heard that. Um, one of the things that um, is challenging is less for less. And so I'm going to stray a little bit into the overall budget because um, we haven't heard uh, if, if you accepted the challenge as our budget the same way I was given it by the city commission, um, we have to identify ongoing reductions to, to close $11 million structural deficit. So um, that cannot be a one-time capital thing. So the capital budget's really off limits in trying to solve that problem. So what we looked at was operations, okay? So when we looked at operations, we had to, um, we, we used priority based budgeting, which uh, is a system that we started, we've introduced a couple of years ago and we're trying to use, which is the best practice nationally and trying to uh, help a community identify what its top priorities are and fund according to those. Um, and we also use things like cost per person served. Um, for instance, um, the, just to go to the Prairie Park uh, Center, um, you know that had a $380 million or a $380,000 annual subsidy from the general fund. So when we're looking at what would $380,000 do um, against the other priorities, is that the very best way to spend $380,000 if our priority is education. For instance, you know, I think you, you said this is, helps us do environmental education. So how many people are receiving that environmental education on a per capita basis? So these are some of the things that we had to look against our program scoring and, and look at, and that's where we led to that. Um, it doesn't mean it's, it, somebody said that, you know, I don't like it or something like that. I, it, that it breaks my heart. I think it's an awesome facility. It's unique. Um, so that isn't really the point. The point is, is where when we have to close this gap, how do we do it? And what we didn't have an abundance of comment on was do this instead. Some people talked about not liking the, the art project, the public art project, which fulfills a policy that has been established years ago here. Uh, that capital projects should consider public art every time. Um, uh, but it, that is a one-time expense. It is not an ongoing operational expense like something like the operation of the Prairie Park Nature Center. So um, just to kind of give you, so if, if, if this body, uh, the Sustainability Advisory Board embraces here, and the, I'm glad you are, the strategic plan, it says your goal for trying to educate 
provide education on sustainability efforts, um, I would ask you if you've given you've been given three hundred eighty thousand dollars, and that's what you're trying. That's the measure that you're aiming at. What are all the ideas that you have to do that? And that's where we need to go. Or if you have less money, what do you do? How do you how do you find resources to do that work? Um, so. Um, it's also competing with unmistakable identity other places where we've got um, teaching kids to swim and we've got playground you know programs and maintenance and we've got you know uh, community recreation centers and those are you know in different parts of our scorecard but they're still there and we're trying to decide how do we keep those programs going and if we ask to start reducing services in those areas we would have a different line of people at the microphone my my hunch is so i would love the help from this body of it, are there other alternatives um the uh, delta on the increase on the bus hub um, while out of a different pile of money is still um, that's money that we have to account for so in all of these cases there's a lot of opinions about don't do this don't remove something or don't take something away um, we're very open in our budget um, at trying to find other ways other solutions but um, they're they're really elusive apparently um, so um, and, and I'm not I'm not super um, I'm not super in, embedded in the the one budget proposal that I put forward. Uh, we talked a lot about um, a very 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 small fraction of this total budget um, when it was proposed, and, I, and you've talked about four items in it. And um, you know we can do anything. Um, we just need to understand that it's within some constraints. So if you have ideas that this is how we would come out up with and account for things differently, then we should do that. Um, what you'll see, I think the posting will be tomorrow night, um, is uh, my revised proposal that will um, not close Prairie Park Nature Center and will, will not um, reduce as much our estimation on how much uh, the Humane Society would fund because we got you know the feedback on that but it doesn't really come up with a lot of solutions on other places where we where the community would say yes please reduce this and um i i would love to have somebody who's sitting beside me to make those suggestions um but they're not like i said they're not abundant less for less is the hardest thing apparently we have to do i over answered there too but. stan Stan Rasmussen, SAB board member. Craig, what is the city's role in the county's open space planning effort? And how do you foresee a role for this advisory board to participate either with the city or on the city's behalf? Uh, city Manager Craig Owens, I, I don't have a I don't have a strong opinion or deep knowledge on that um kathy probably has better my guess is that um, our planning staff because we have a joint city and county planning department will be heavily heavily involved in any of that um and you are welcome 
uh, you know, all of these meetings are public and I have never attended a, a city or county meeting where there wasn't um, great efforts made to listen to everybody's viewpoints and voices and participation. Uh, I think the county is very dedicated to that as are we. But um, as, as far as you striking a, an official position or doing work around that, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be past what I probably am qualified to do. So if you want, if you all want to spend time doing that, I, I don't see any problem with it. But um, you know, I will have various staff members that will be will be involved in looking at it. But I also, you know, I, I have to acknowledge I have a high degree of trust in our partners in the county, and they take on some Herculean efforts like we do. Um, they're doing hard work on our behalf, and we're we're a big part of the county. And uh, I have I have trust and confidence in the work that they do, just as I do. Uh, I hope they would have in, a, in what we do. This is Kathy Richardson, interim sustainability director. The other group that I know the county is is asking um, from the city for some support is the Parks and Rec Department. So we may see some of the Parks and Rec. Uh, folks involved in the open space, yeah. um, as well as maybe their advisory board. So just wanted to add them in addition to, to planning. Thank you. Nancy? Nancy Mumont, SAB board member. Um, Craig, I just want to follow up on, on the questions that we had about staffing for sustainability. Um, and I understand you're saying the analyst position is going to be difficult important, but but not right now. Um, but what about the interim director position? We need to have a, a permanent person there, um, whether that's Kathy or somebody else. Um, there's some really important aspects of having a permanent person rather than interim. And I think that's a problem if we don't go ahead and go forward with that. So can you address that issue? City Manager Craig Owens, I uh, tried to a few minutes ago and didn't do it successfully, obviously. Um, there's some bureaucracy that I don't understand and I'll just go ahead and cut through it and do it publicly right here. But yeah, Kathy, we intend to make her the public, the permanent one. I don't know why it's taken so long for us to get that done. Uh, and I apologize to her and to you uh, for that. But, um, you know, this is, yeah, I think three of you have asked me about this, so I'll just break that tape and, and apologize to Kathy that this is how it's happening. Great. Thank you so much, Craig. And um, that's great news for, for having Kathy in it as a permanent director. I agree. I agree very much wholeheartedly. If nobody else has a question, can I ask one? What? Yeah. Um, so as you know, we're headed to about three degrees of warming with active climate collapse. Can you talk just briefly about conversations that you've had about how we're going to harden our city against catastrophic flooding and uh, possible tornadoes? Because we are going to have more and more of those that accelerate. Is most of the, the emergency response through the county? City Manager Craig Owens, it is coordinated here. Um, in Kansas, um, we we the I think we learned a lot through the pandemic response, um, and I think we have really strong relationships, and um, we're getting a lot better at that. Um, our public safety departments, and that's not 
all the emergency response is, but um, th we are working hard to try and get um, more explicit plans for the way that the city operations would function in emergency operations. Um, but, you know, these are all hazards. So um, they, they would, they, it depends on what your emergency is. We had a public health emergency that obviously involved our public health and medical facilities uh, deeply um, and would not have pertained to, um, you know, some of our other departments. Whereas um, if, if we had, you know, some other um, natural disasters or, um, um, traumatic incidents, they, they would involve us a little bit more directly. So we're, we're trying to work on our planning and have some more specific plans that will absolutely be part of the county's plans. Um, and um, I, I know that we're not alone and we can really glom on to uh, some of the emergency management adaptation, climate adaptation work that is happening. So I really like to um, to steal good work and adapt it for our communities. And so uh, I know that's happening at the national um, and regional levels and we would, we would use those as well. Um, we have a lot of um, impact being in the middle of the country, um, having a river, um, you know, being having the kinds of uh, weather events that we we have here, um, we have prepared for those. But the frequency um, and severity of all of those obviously is something that we have to we have to pay attention to. And and I know that there's smarter people than me that are looking at um, what that three degrees would would do to um, agricultural impacts, food impacts. Um, our water water uh, availability, um, you know, it's not nearly as dire as uh, western uh, parts of our own state, but western parts of our country are experiencing. But we are in the water business, clean water business, and uh, that will have an impact on us and what you're planning for. So it's all over the place, um, and um, I am not the smartest per person on all of this, but we are working on it. And, and we'd love your advice if there are things that um, you can do. You can see that it is reflected in our strategic plan as well. I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, does anybody, I think we're all done with questions, right? Yeah, I re we really appreciate your time, Craig. I don't envy you your job. I, I see Don, there's a Don Hawkins yeah. and a Michael Allman both raised hands too. Oh, shoot. I'm yeah. sorry, you guys. And there's Joel Campbell. All right. Th thank you. This this is this is Dawn. Can you hear me? Can yeah. you guys hear me? Okay. I'm sorry. This is Dawn Hawkins, citizen at large, um, and my camera is still not working. So, apologies for that. Um, thank you, Mr. Owens, for attending tonight. It's really great to to have you here and and to um, hear this discussion and be able to have an opportunity to ask you questions. Um, we're clearly at a crossroads in many ways regarding climate, sustainability, and energy. The energy industry itself is already changing to renewable sources, so it's, it's already happening. Um, and the city commission does have a mandate under ordinance 9744, I think, uh, to reduce greenhouse emissions, transition energy sectors, 
to carbon-free sources and make buildings more energy efficient. So it is hard to understand why the bus hub rehab design didn't do this. And I do hope this ordinance is kept in mind in all design efforts going forward. Um, uh, that said, my question to you has more to do with how um, citizens of Lawrence can also achieve this. It's not clear to me if ordinance 9744 directs the city to help citizens in this process it's kind of um i'm not sure how that if that's if it's interpreted that way but i feel that it should um and we know that there's federal money coming down the pike to help citizens and municipalities convert to electricity find ways to achieve energy efficiency in their homes and in transportation etc so my question is how is the city preparing for this reality of the need for energy conversion in city buildings and in homes and staying in touch with available federal funding for this process and and are you working with any organizations that provide this kind of guidance sometimes for free thank you city manager craig owens um i'm going to refer that to our director not our interim director our director this is kathy richardson sustainability director um, so we are working actually this is a good question because i started uh, some initial meetings with our communication staff because the one part or the one piece that i felt was lacking so far um, in the process uh, we've been talking a lot about internal uh, goals on getting to the renewable energy but not so much as to how we're going to get the community to come along uh, with that same goal and you're correct in saying that the ordinance does include the community-wide uh, so other facilities not just city facilities and residential structures and and such and the same with the the transportation. So um, I've had some initial meetings with our communication staff on how we can begin to uh, engage the, the community uh, in the on this topic effectively and and understand I, I think one of the first things actually that we talked about was a lot of people are not quite sure what their role is in that ordinance and that strong commitment that the city commission had made so first more educational and then um, definitely engaging the community and the city's about to uh, or has hired and is about to have a, a new uh, engagement community engagement manager get started here soon um, so that person can can help as well. But we have a lot of uh, kind of ideas uh, brewing in our heads and uh, we have a meeting here coming up pretty soon, but we're hoping to to also engage the sustainability advisory board on on how we can um, you know make sure that there's no gaps in how we're moving forward. I know Kay had mentioned to me uh, a month ago or so, uh, part of that ordinance is also that the city is going to provide in annual uh, report back uh, to the commission and, and the advisory board and the citizens of how we're doing um, to achieve the goals of this ordinance. So that's also the plan to do a, a, a good wrap up report on all the aspects of, of getting getting there. So I do appreciate that question and there's a lot of work to be done. I, I'm not gonna lie about that. There's, there's a lot to be done, but great people to work with to get it done. So, and also um, just wondering, because there are organizations out there, and I can't think of the names at the top of my head, but there are organizations out there that are prepared to help municipalities in this process, and there's funding coming. So I just hope that, that, and, you know, this may be back to Craig about, you know, how does, um, 
the city stay on top of um, obtaining these funds to help in this process because it is great to engage the public for sure and have public conversation maybe even like a, a temporary uh, you know a citizens board or some um, town halls or something to uh, for people to to talk about you know how am I going to you know, how am I ever going to afford a heat pump and that kind of thing? Um, so about the federal funding and engaging um, other organizations that will really, you know, do a lot of this kind of work for free. This yeah. is Kathy. Andrew Craig Owens. Oh, good. This is Kathy Richardson, Sustainability Director. I, I did want to mention, and I'm sorry, I forgot that part of your question, but we do have a grants team with the City of Lawrence, um, their staff uh, that are working along with a um, company that's tracking the, the grant opportunities for us. We're keeping a close uh, eye on not just uh, grants to uh, move our CIP projects forward, but also um, you know those community type grants that could assist and help um, the the residential customers and, and others here in the city of Lawrence. So it is something that we are tracking and there's some um, information that's been coming out here as, as of uh, recent uh, that we're going to be exploring. In terms of organizations that can help um, guide us there, uh, I did want to mention that the city of Lawrence and now with Douglas County, uh, we are a member of ICLE. Um, ICLE is an organization that uh, does provide uh, some of that advice and assistance, not only on things like the Climate Action Plan, but they certainly do have uh, some assistance and guidance on how to get to a 100% renewable energy goal. So uh, we are working with ICLE. We actually have a meeting at the end of this month with them, our advisor uh, from there, um, and we're hoping to get some really good ideas on, on how to move this forward. Great, thank you. Michael? Good evening, Michael Allman with Sustainability Action Network, a local not-for-profit. Uh, I, I want to thank you, Craig, for helping us, uh, all of us tonight, sort through all these important considerations, um, particularly offering your perspective and the role that you play. Um, and I also want to say that I like how Kay Johnson thinks. I think that her her assertion that the permit the permanent and full-time sustainability analyst position is probably one of the most important things that we can do right now um craig you met you asked earlier when we were talking about different projects you know what are what are the gaps in some of these projects that are unachieved and i would answer that rather than considering what the gaps are in a given project, I think the gap is the information. And that kind of information is what a sustainability analyst would provide to city staff on an ongoing day-to-day -day basis. Um, there, there seem to be some, some um, mix up of what the procedures and protocols are about how sustainability is addressed in the city. I mean, when we're considering the budget, um, you know, how do you weigh and balance all those competing commitments? And I don't envy you, Craig, in doing that. You're doing a great job. But, you know, there, Maddie mentioned earlier that the Sustainability Advisory Board was not considered, not consulted for the uh, 
multimodal transit facility. My question is, why is that? What are those protocols? If those protocols aren't there, then the sustainability analysts could fill in those gaps. And these aren't things that are just to be discussed once a year during the annual budget. It's something that every staff member should be looking at when they sit down at their desk in the morning every day of the week and ask, what does it mean that we're going to three degrees warming? And what does that mean when I make my decision about methane in a bus hub, for example? We need that information. It needs to happen on a, on a continuing, you know, clear protocols. Um, that said, enough on that. I just wanted to point out that in the, the outcomes of the strategic plan, I've got this pet peeve that it irritates me so much. The safe and secure outcome has no commitments for environmental sustainability. To me, that is the most important one. If the climate is crashing, nobody is safe and nobody's secure. And we need to think of it more as not police protection, safe and secure in our neighborhoods, which is important, but we need to think of it in the broader picture. What is safe for the climate? What is safe for food security? What is safe for health, for, for uh, transmissible disease? All those questions that have bearing from the, um, the climate crisis. Um, we're not safe as long as we're not addressing the climate crisis. So thank everybody here. This is a great conversation. I'm really glad to have it. Joel. Okay. I have um, several things that are also things that people have already talked about. So I'm just echoing a lot of what people have said. But um, first thing I did want to also just kind of like back up Michael Allman and what he said about um, concern about a lack of climate adaptation in the safe and secure plan. That seems like something, you know, very, very important that we have to have. Um, and then I guess moving on, we talked about like having specific goals and how the city has to have like specific goals um, around, you know, projects and things like that, like talking about um, how much we want to reduce emissions, but we already have specific goals, which is again, something that was already mentioned. The strategic plan says we have to have a 100% renewable energy by 2035. And uh, well, actually, I don't think that's a strategic plan. It is an ordinance um, or another form of legislation. Um, and then the five principles of sustainability also say that we need to transition to renewable energy as quickly and equitably as possible. Um, so we already have those in place. And sustainability is something that we should be like actively striving for. It's not something that we have that we should be like dragging our feet and make it something that we, you know, have to do. Like it's it's something that we should be. It's something that we should be. Um, excuse me, embracing at every at every point in our government. Like at a planning level, I do do not personally believe we need to have numbers in place to say that we need to consider sustainability in all of our projects. Just you know, think about it a little bit. And I feel like that's what you know the bus hub brought very like brought brought to my attention very significantly is that it, there's just not really like consideration for that at this level. Um, it seems just because that was not something, you know, considering electrifying the bus hub was just not something that was really thought of, it seems like. And like Maddie, I haven't read the entire CEP, CIP, excuse me. But from what I've seen, there seems to be a sort of ambivalence or uninterest towards sustainability, just in the things that I have, you know, the things that I'm aware of, which to be fair, I am a climate activist, I will pay attention, you know, to the things that 
um, are negatively affecting the climate. So I'm, you know, I'm seeing more things, I guess, um, relative to the number of actual projects there are that are actively detrimental towards the climate. But the fact that these exist points to like a lack of system that considers sustainability, despite us having goals and things we've already adopted. So I guess like my, my question um, is how specific of numbers and things do we actually have to have before things happen? Because it feels like we go on into infinity with like defining numbers for individual instances and like, you know, things like that. So I guess like, what is the point of where, what is the point of specificity where we can start seeing change per project? City manager Craig Owens. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're saying. And so um, I, I don't, I can, I'm not afforded getting into the level of detail across all of the departments and everything that we do and the 900 people that do the work uh, here. Um, I would I would just say we are making major culture shifts within the organization. And I think we are doing we are moving fairly rapidly in a lot of directions to reflect what we heard from the community that is is embodied in the strategic plan. We had about three thousand people tell us what they wanted from their for their community. And that built the strategic plan. And I think it is, is well documented that we've made commitments to environmental sustainability. Um, that being said, to change from a lot of legacy to where I think you imagine we should be tomorrow is a lot of work. It, it just is. And um, I, that's not an excuse. It's just I mean, stating reality, just like I wish we didn't have 85 vacancies right now uh, that continue to be there. Um, that does not help our work. Um, so I, I would say, great, I agree with you. And we've got to, you know, if you listen to the meeting last night, most of it was pretty late, but when we got into the capital improvement plan and the rate, rate study, I mean, we were proposing some very aggressive, necessarily aggressive rate increases, which were going to have disproportionate impact on people, some people in our community. And that's not, that's, that's in conflict with other pieces that we have. So how to balance all that out and how, each of you that decides whether we were successful or not on across $400 million worth of capital projects is one thing uh, that you make decisions about whether we were successful in all the operations of the city from restarting hearts to teaching kids to swim to, you know, having roads and, and bus stops and everything else that we do. I, I, I get that each of you is going to evaluate us and I appreciate those that participate the way you all obviously do and especially those that aren't on the committee that have tuned in. Um, that's the community that that defines what we are and who we are and what we do and how we do our work. So that's all I can say is uh, keep tuning in and keep participating and just you, I would say acknowledge that there are passionate people that are looking at the other commitment areas and wondering why we're spending so much time on the environmental when we're neglecting their specific interest. Uh, and I don't think we are. I don't think we're neglecting any of them. I think we're trying to push five, six, eight, eleven 11 boulders up the hill all at the same time. And that takes a lot of work and continued participation. So 
So I, I you know, Kathy will do better at getting down into the details. Um, I, I would, I would say, it just you know, because it's come up several times. Kathy is trying to be the the most efficient lever that we have in the city, and that is bringing in a lot of really important talent that we have already deployed that is do, are doing a lot of environmental work. Um, some people that are really good analysts that will do environmental sustainability an analytics. Um, I know she associates closely with some of them and that they are there at her disposal to help do the work because they share the work. So I don't want anybody to think that just if Kathy doesn't crunch these numbers, they don't get crunched. There's a whole bunch of her colleagues and my colleagues and participants that are going to do that very sophisticated work, but we will be at this for years, decades, and we will be at a lot of things that we're trying to do for years and decades. Up one last quick question, Steve. Yeah, it's a it's a fairly simple one. Um, I've been on the board now, Steve Kramer, SAB. I've been on the board for ten months, and during that time, I can't really think of an example of where um, we were requested to probe into something to make a recommendation. Now, with Kathy going full time, and Kathy, bloody marvelous, uh, but you're also full time. 30 days a month, and here I'm sitting in uh, a couple days a month uh, for an hour, not eight hours a day. What ways do you think, referring back to the strategic plan, this board could be a little more, more proactive in developing recommendations, options, and alternatives to a question that's in front of you and maybe be of more help with some of the expertise that's represented on the board and with some of our network and some of our things, how can we be more proactive in helping you tackle some of these big issues that you're working on every day? Especially considering the fact that you have an enormous breadth of knowledge of the full city working. What can we do to help you and how do we set up those communication channels that we can be more aligned proactively? Hey, Manager Craig Owens, I am so sorry, Stephen. You, most of what you were saying, I cut out on. I don't know if there's my earphones or something else. I'm going to try again. Um, I think what, what I think I heard was. Are you hearing me now? Not so well. If you can hear me, I'll just say that uh, I'm asking how we can be proactive in alignment with Kathy's initiatives and do some work on recommendations, options, and alternatives that will help. Yeah, City Manager Craig Owens, I think you're getting me now. Um, so um, I, I think I think Kathy will be working with the chair in uh, any of you on coming up with that agenda. Um, I think there are some huge policy conundrums that confront us, even if it's just prioritization even if it's only prioritization, and that's what I was kind of mumbling about here a few minutes ago. If you all can tell us, listen, we want all of this to happen tomorrow, but realistically, these are the things that have the highest impact, and we agree these five things should be prioritized, but don't forget about the other 36. Um, that is useful. That's very useful. Um, I think if you will suggest a policy that is in context with the other com the other commitments, 
You can't ignore those, but it, in context with the other commitments, some policies like we, we should be lead silver. We know that's going to cost, you know, 17% more on, on all across our building projects, but that is, we think that's in balance and that's appropriate. That's a great, that's a huge value, I think, to the city commission and their very difficult work. And I will tell you, there's another one that I think is there, although it may or may not, you know, be something you all deal with or the city commission uh, prioritizes. But when we adopted the policy that said we're going to be, you know, by 2030, we're going to be, I don't think it's carbon neutral, is it? I think it's that we are done with all carbon consumption. Something like that, right? I'm getting some head nods. You you all have the language better than I do. That is two different things. So the average offset, that doesn't accomplish what we're talking about. And that is not the one that you get in alignment with the Kansas City Climate Action Plan or most of the federal policies. Most of them say offsets are okay, that you get credit for offsetting carbon emissions. That's not, I think, what our adopted policy says. That's pretty huge and potentially not possible um, for our community to achieve. So I would say that's a great thing for you all to <laughs> wrestle with and get some input from the community on because getting getting that mark met by 2030 versus we can be carbon neutral as a community by 2030 are two different things with vastly different impacts in um, economics, in social impact, in even probably our legal um, um, efficacy, to be honest, because I, I think we've been limited in um, the source of whether we use gas or not um, by the legislature. So those are all things that I, are worth talking about. And I think you're the perfect body to talk about them on behalf of our community and get some input and try and figure this stuff out. So those are just three examples. And I'm not the smartest person in this space. We have 48 boards and commissions. So I try and keep up the best I can, but I'm giving you three. Those are three meaty policy questions that you all could give really useful information on, as well as helping Kathy work through the, all the strategies that are about underneath each KPI and making some suggestions using your expertise. You're, you know, you have some really, really interesting uh, qualifications and expertise, which is why the city commission asked you to serve. And so let's put that to work. And I think that's the best way to do it for my two cents since you asked. I'm going to ask that we start doing that uh, in earnest. And I would ask that Kathy at some point in the next couple of weeks, uh, try to paraphrase exactly what you said and give us some of the directions that would really help her in her job and help you and help the city of Lawrence. Are you able to hear me? Yes. Okay. Yep, we got that. Thank you, Steve. Any other final questions? Thank you so much, Craig, for being here tonight. Thank Probably you, a little bit pleasure. longer than you were planning, but thank you so much for your time. Works out. I'm glad to be here, and thank you all for your service. I know it's a lot of work, and uh, your great your great passion benefits your community, our community, our community. And congratulations, Kathy. <laughs> thank you. From me as well. Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you. Thanks. All right, this is Kathy Richardson, Sustainability Director. The next um, item on the agenda, just really quick, was the staff report, sustainability staff report. And, um, you know, the city manager covered a lot of the uh, strategic plan items, so I'm not going to, I'm going to skip over that. Um, and one of the items I had for discussion today is I did make, meet with the chair and we talked about the goal setting session. Uh, Prairie Park Nature Center is available and does have a meeting room. If the board would like to have that in-person uh, masked uh, meeting like we had discussed at the last uh, meeting. And uh, one of the things was about timing. Uh, they did give me two dates uh, on a Saturday that the room would be available. And that's September 17th or the 24th. Uh, the Prairie Park Nature Center is open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So it could be in the morning or it could be in the afternoon or around the lunch hour. Uh, but my questions to the board are, you know, with that information, you know, does the board want to uh, look at those September dates, uh, push the goal setting session for later in the year? Would you want to do the goal setting session and not the board meeting that month um, to just focus more of your time on the goal setting session. So just looking for feedback at this point. Okay, our next, um, thanks, Kathy. Our next agenda item is- hey, Wait, my hand is, my hand is raised. Sorry, Stan, I didn't see you. Go ahead. Um, Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. Uh, I, I would suggest that if we're going to have a goal setting session that we need to be focusing on goals for 2023 because this year's almost over. We have a board chair election in December and I think trying to set goals, if we went with one of those September dates, you're looking at two, maybe three months of activity in this year. And I think we should be when we do get together, and I would like to see us do that, that we should be thinking about 2023 and that should be our focus. That's all. Thanks for sharing, Stan. Maddie, do you have a comment? Uh, Nancy and Deborah were before me, so I defer to them. Where's Nancy? Nancy? Um, Nancy, I'm a SAP board member. So, uh, I agree that we should do long-term planning, as Stan said, but I don't think we need to postpone until 2023. I think we could start quickly, and I do think it's a great idea to go ahead and plan um, to have uh, the meeting at one of the dates that Kathy brought up for the Prairie Park um, there's availability. So I think we ought to not skip over that, but go ahead and discuss um, meeting at that point. Yeah, I was not suggesting that we postpone. This is Stan Rasmussen, SAB member. I was suggesting that our focus of that meeting in September be 2023. So, so I was just making that, I think we should go from, from September to through 2023 and not postpone just to 2023. So in, in essence, I'm agreeing with you, Stan. I, did, I didn't understand your comment. I, I agree with you. I think that would be good to include the remainder of the year. Deb? Um, 
I agree with Nancy and Stan. Um, I would like in this meeting to establish whether we want to do it on the 17th or 24th morning or afternoon. I'm good with both. Um, and flexible on the time of the time of the meeting. Maddie, do you have a comment? Maddie Bell said, remember, um, I am going to be out of town until uh, from beginning of September till August 1st. So I can attend the SAB meeting, but I wouldn't be able to attend in person. Um, I would really like to, uh, but I also understand that like you know, the scheduling may not work out. If there's a possibility of doing a hybrid meeting, I would really love to attend. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say. Kay, do you have a comment? Yes, um, Maddie, I don't know if it was my system or yours. What dates did you say that you were out? Are you gonna be out all of September? Um, Maddie Bell said, remember, I think it's September 8th. I know I definitely get back October 1st. Oh. So I, I would be able to attend on the 17th, but I would, if we did it on the following Saturday, I'd like it to have a hybrid as well. I don't know what the capabilities of Prairie Park is, but, or are, which is the correct verb tenses. Um, so it, if we could uh, see what the Prairie Park could do hybrid, I'm not opposed to try to figure out a hybrid if we have, to, you know, some people have to be able uh, to do that. This is Kathy Richardson, Sustainability Director. I will also uh, talk to Prairie Park Nature Center about some October dates. Maybe there's some um, towards the beginning of the month. Uh, so let me check back on some additional dates. Uh, you know, I think the board had expressed interest in all being in person. Uh, certainly we can do the hybrid. Uh, I know it takes away from those who are uh, via Zoom. So let me look at some more dates um, to make sure that, that every everybody's available. I appreciate the, the feedback and I'll continue to work with Kira on this. Um, the other really quick update and just a time check, we've got 15 minutes. So just really super quick. Uh, the three items that went to commission uh, from the SAB on recommendations, um, there was a noxious weed ordinance and then the ordinance on the single use plastic uh, bags. I just wanted to provide the uh, update that I am meeting with legal uh, staff on that. So that's the follow-up from that city commission meeting. Um, so we're moving forward with working through those. And then on the multimodal transfer facility memo, as you all are aware, um, that work is continuing um, on timeline. Uh, but the, the takeaway was what the city manager was talking about earlier in the meeting uh, with uh, staff kind of uh, brainstorming right now and looking at other communities and what their policies are in regards to uh, some of those uh, standards for, for buildings and, and infrastructure as well. Um, and that that um, does uh, hit at one of the uh, strategic plan uh, KPIs. So I'm going to pause right there. Looks like Nancy. Yeah, I just wanted to ask if you could just send out an email so that you can find out availability of the board members so that we could find a time when most people are able to attend in person um, rather than just, you know, coming up with some dates. Yes, thank you. Okay. Um, yes, and I was wondering, I'm really more concerned about now uh, what the 
um, standards that are going to be considered and for buildings and structures. I know that uh, the city manager mentioned uh, lead silver. I have um, a real concern and an interest to see that um, the certifications are actually made, not just um, the supposed, well, we're in line with this, uh, the standard. So I don't know what um, what is the next step as far as getting um, a group of people together, uh, Kathy, on that and uh, regarding certifications, green building certifications? Good question. This is Kathy Richardson, Sustainability Director. So we've had two internal like staff meetings. Um, there's three of us on this uh, group. And really what we're trying to do right now is just dig up the information of what type of infrastructure projects the city has. And uh, they're all at different uh, levels of complexity and some very small projects, some really, really large ones, and then which facilities are um, kind of projected to be uh, built and then what to do with existing facilities as well. So we're gathering a lot of data. We're also gathering policies from other communities and we wanted to do this pre-work before we got together a group of stakeholders. The Sustainability Advisory Board is definitely gonna be involved in this process. So this isn't like, that staff is drafting a policy and we're just going to present it to the city commission. Right now, what we're doing is the work that needs to be done, which is get, getting that data um, together. Uh, we are going to meet here pretty soon again um, to, to make sure that we're, again, all the action items from that last meeting that we're proceeding so that we're in good timeline to start those conversations with the stakeholders. So I, I do appreciate that question, though. Um, that is definitely part of the process. This is all before it even goes um, to the the city commission for for uh, consideration. Um, I uh, also provided uh, uh, the link to the Douglas County Sustainability Report. Um, thanks again to Kim and her staff uh, for that. And I'm not going to go over any of the items, but please let me know via email if you do have any questions. And uh, we can keep moving forward with the agenda. Okay. Um Are we on uh, discuss the board vacancy and diversity or are we on the subcommittee reports still? Subcommittee reports. Okay, so we need some subcommittee reports. Does anybody want to lead with that? Nancy? So, um, sorry, just one sec. Uh, Mandy Bell said, board member, I was just wondering if we could cut off those items at 710 so that I see two members of the public so that they each have three minutes each to comment if they need to. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm is everybody okay with that? Hmm? Yeah. Great. All right. So who who else would like to give the report real quick? So I, I'd like to give the report for the Climate Action Plan Subcommittee. Um we met briefly. We didn't have a quorum, but we discussed um some of the strategic plan, um, such as events uh, related to um, educating the public about sustainability and um, focusing on those issues, as well as some idling, car idling issues that, that we could uh, 
discuss in the future. But that's that's all. Thanks, Nancy. Hey, we've had a um, an email discussion on our bylaws, and Kathy sent. Um, a template for bylaw updates and our small group, Maddie and Ben and I plan on meeting on August 23rd. Uh, we'll have uh, some sort of draft so that we can review by then. Great, thank you. Are we all, we did all the committee subcommittees? Yeah, Ben is, um, this is Kathy Richardson, Sustainability Director. Ben Sykes is not here uh, for that update uh, report. Uh, then you've got no new, no old business. Number three has been uh, removed from the agenda. So we're at four new business, discuss board vacancies and board diversity. Okay, so I'd like to talk about board diversity. We quite obviously have a real problem with board diversity. We are uh, older and whiter than we ever have been. And uh, as you know, the youth are the largest stakeholders as well as the people who are going to have to deal with active climate collapse the most. And I feel really strongly that we need more youth on this board and more youthful energy, and we need more diversity. So I'd like to introduce you to Chahalas Jones, who's going to tell, her, tell us about herself just real briefly. And then I'd like to ask for us to vote on her recommendation to the board so that we can then send that recommendation to the mayor. Alice. Hello, my name is Shigillis Jones or Estongo and Mikasuki. Uh, I'm, and I'd like to review my recommendation for the uh, vacancy for the uh, board uh, committee. <laughs> um, I, so as we all know, the youth are some of the largest stakeholders and soon to be, we'll all grow up. So uh, it's important to improve that diversity by uh, having more, especially people who, um, people who deal more with the climate crisis, uh, maybe even in their daily lives. Uh, I'm Native American, um, Miksuki Band of the Seminole Nation of Oklahoma. Um, I'm the daughter of Makokwa Jones. And uh, I mean, my own tribe is like being hit by lots of things in Oklahoma. So um, I want uh, natives are especially hit hard by like there some can, tribes still even depend off the land. So it's very important that uh, Native people get a seat at the table as well as everyone else who are much older than me and probably have more uh, like on paper experience than I do. So, and I know I might come off with some naivete uh, being young, but that can also fuel a lot of new policy making and thriving off of new ideas uh, among the board more so than maybe people who um, are much older and maybe have dealt with a lot more. My recommendations can be informed by experience from the other board members as well. And I'm looking and uh, if I were to be recommended on the board, then I would definitely like to listen in and uh, more than talk over others first and foremost and learn as all 
I can learn about policymaking because uh, policymaking drives uh, a lot of um, activism. Uh, it's important that like people like me are able to learn about uh, such things, such policies as these. So um, anyway, that's my recommendation. I hope that my recommendation will be reviewed by everyone on the SAB. And thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I'd like to remind all of us that we are on occupied land. We talk about the literal and metaphorical table all the time. And uh, it's not our table, it's the Native Americans table. I think it's indefensible that Lawrence uses Haskell in their tourism. And then we repeatedly don't have Native American people in places of political power in Lawrence. Um, this is a really important nomination and I expect the board to support it. So I'd like to propose that we take a vote right now. Can somebody second my proposal? Hey, do you have a comment? Yes, I do. Uh, this doesn't necessarily follow the city's uh, way that board appointments are made. It's the mayor that makes the decisions. Uh, has, has this individual applied? She has applied, yes, and I have emailed the mayor. Stanley, okay. do you have a comment? I do. I'm not comfortable with the board recommending people. I think that's the mayor's choice. Um, I don't think that's a precedent that we should be setting and I'm not going to support it. I don't know this person. I don't have anything against her, but I, I'm not comfortable with us doing this. Appreciate your comments, Dan. I'd like to uh, reaffirm my belief that it is indefensible that Lawrence has such a lack of diversity we are currently, and Kansas at large, is having a brain and youth and talent drain because uh, we talk the talk, but we don't walk the walk. So it is really important that we get more youth and more diversity on the board. And I think we all understand that any environmental victories that we've had lately, especially in the past week, have been largely due to the youth activists who have moved the needle and made this happen in spite of older people telling them again and again that it couldn't happen. And again, I'd like to reaffirm, this is not our table. We're occupiers. This is a Native American table and it's indefensible not to have a Native American on the board. Does anybody have any more comments? I do. <laughs> Don? Um, I didn't catch that person's name, but I, I um, hope the mayor appoints them um, and yeah, so it has to follow. I don't think anybody here would disagree with what you're saying, but um, I also just wanted to say that I have finally applied just in the course of this meeting. So uh, hopefully the mayor might consider me as well. Thanks, Don. Does anybody else have any comments from the public? I can't see the thing. Stan? Oh, there's Stan. Yeah, I, Kara, I think you have a good and powerful message, but I think that message needs to be delivered to the mayor. Uh, like I said, I've emailed the mayor with these exact sentiments, and I just was hoping for 
a little bit of board solidarity and acknowledgement that we really do have a diversity problem and uh, we need to do something about it. Okay. Um, because you did have an agenda item on here, I emailed a couple of my colleagues that are African-American and urging them to uh, make the application in the proper way. And I, I do agree that it would be nice to have some more diversity on our board. We did have a younger person um, a year or so ago that was a, a board member. That was a nice addition. I, I don't have a problem with the diversity. I agree that we need to have diversity, but it is a mayor appointment and that proper vetting and proper application needs to go to the mayor, in my opinion. Nancy? Uh, I agree completely with you that we need more diversity and I would feel completely comfortable of writing a letter to the mayor addressing that issue, that we do need to have more diversity but I would back away from uh, recommending any person in particular. Thanks for your comments. Does anybody have any other comments? I had hoped that we would write a letter, but I can see that we won't. Uh, I'll remind you that status quo environmentalism has for decades now done completely cosmetic and superficial things like land back acknowledgements uh, and other shiny tokenism. But again, we need to actively fight to get our youth, especially our native youth and our diverse youth onto the boards to give them real political power and to give them a real voice. And again, I'll remind you, it's not our table, it's their table. We are all here by their grace, I guess is the right thing to say. And I had hoped to get a little bit more support from the board, but I'm not surprised that I don't. Kay, do you have a comment before we move on? I just wanted to encourage the individual, because I didn't catch your name either, um, to start attending our meetings at least. Uh, as you can imagine, somebody who was raised by Makakwa Jones, who is the best board chair that we've ever had, who is the smartest at board policies, who has actual climate planning experience for her tribe, who was the most well-educated of all of us, um, quit in case there was any kind of hint of conflict of interest. There are many board members who don't feel so obliged, um, but let me just remind you that we are here to support the youth. We are here to protect the youth. We are here to give them their voice and we need youth activists specifically because the new bills that are coming down are really good, but they are extremely lacking in environmental justice. One of the biggest problems in Kansas and Lawrence repeatedly for years now has been environmental justice. A young Native American activist who understands policy because she was raised by Makakwa Jones would be a valuable addition to the board. Um, but I will convey your thoughts to Courtney. I think are we moving on? This to... is, yeah, this is Kathy Richardson, the sustainability director. So time check, we're about two minutes over. Um, and I, I know there's some folks from the public. I don't know if there's any public comment, but if it can be quick, I don't see anybody raising their hand on here. Oh, there's one, Michael. 
Hi, um, I will be quick. Just a point of information uh, on the first of the month, the Multimodal Transportation Commission voted unanimously to oppose the Wakarusa extension. And they are writing a letter to the city commission to that effect. I wanna thank everybody who contributed, uh, particularly Joel, uh, I think Joel might still be on the call. He wrote a great letter to the Multimodal Transportation Commission, but even before that, lots and lots of people across the spectrum in the community uh, were active in going to different meetings. Uh, I attended the meeting also and spoke, and it was amazing that the Multimodal Transportation Commission was so emboldened to take that initiative on their own because they had not been consulted about it. So keep up the active work with everybody um, at all levels. And I thank everybody. Oh, one more, one more thing. And then KDOT will be discussing this next Tuesday at the city commission meeting, if you all want to attend. Thanks. Thanks, Michael. Um, we we don't have any SAB member updates, I don't think. Does anyone have any updates that they'd like to share? We're over time, so I just skipped over to public comment, if that was okay. Okay, all right. Uh, can somebody propose that we adjourn the meeting? Make a motion to adjourn. Nancy Muma, SAB member. I second that motion, Deborah Ford, SAB member. All right, thanks for your time, everybody. We're adjourned. Aye. 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 Thank you.